Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Murray House County, Ron Saver, and I'm Eddie Ift. Eddie Ift, Murray's with us. Murray, are you sitting in Catherine's chair again? I am. I am. I am. I've, I've found oh, so this place to be a, bad a, little, a little bit like home. Murray lives so you basically, with us. That's a good thing. I, I like to hear that. He dresses, he dresses up Tom. for it. He didn't have a microphone last time he he came in, but now he now he made sure he has a microphone, which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah, watch Murray, out for that he, though. Yeah, I'll get past it. I don't think it's gonna be. I like I like differing viewpoints. That works for me. There's no doubt about it. Um, now, Murray, do you have your uh, do you have your Keith Ellison Antifa book with you, like they they showing in the newspaper this morning? No, I, I don't. I don't actually. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't actually. <laughs> I left that one at home today. Are you, are you we'll, part we'll of Antifa? Sure to, we'll make sure to bring it in tomorrow. <laughs> yes, please make sure to bring. Yeah, bring it on a Saturday. That'd be good. Yeah. Tell you what, we'll take a break. Be right back. A couple of minutes. Tom Bernard, Joe, Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt. Then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company. And they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Tom Bernard Show, our special guest, Eddie Ifton, with Murray and Ron, Melina, Andy and Catherine in Studio B here with me. And we were just talking about uh, off the air before the show started. Um, Eddie and I were talking about the fact that, that, that uh, I didn't know this, but Eddie tends to be a centrist, much like I am. 
and I was explaining to Eddie, and I, I, I don't know, you know, in Los Angeles, it's got to be tough for you yeah. to be a, a centrist in, in L.A. It's got to be very tough. Yeah, I'm an, I'm an ultra Minnesota. moderate. <laughs> the ultra. See, that's what I'd love. They could be ultra alt left. They could be alt right. But how you can't be alt center. I'm alt center. Alt center. Yeah. 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 You're not moderate enough. Yeah. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I have conflicting views. <laughs> I like to hear both sides. Um, I, have it you seen Horseshoe Theory? No. Okay. So there's this Thank French. There's this oh, French wait. philosopher that has a theory that. Uh, the left and the right is not on a linear plane. It's actually, you know, there's the ultra left, the ultra right, and it's like a horseshoe. So it bends around, oh, yeah. and they're actually very close to each other, the left and the right. I have heard that. Because they're both authoritarians. They're both telling you yeah. what to do with your life. And the real people, the real liberals, like libertarian, liberal people that are, you know, normal thinking American people, the majority of this country falls above that in the top part of the horseshoe. And the problem is the media only plays to the polar extremes, which are right next to each other. And so they've become, it's so funny to see how they've almost reversed roles with uh, this sexual harassment thing where uh, it's almost now like the left that used to be about sexual freedom and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying that like sexual harassment is, should be condoned in any way. And I have to preface that or you get, you get struck down, but I'm saying that the, the right is the one that used to be very, um, what's the word for them? They were very snooty and uptight about anything sexual. Now they're the ones going, yeah, you can grab a woman. It's fine. You know, it's, it's totally these people. And the left is the ones going, no, no, you need a, you need a contract before you have sex. You know, you need, there needs to be consent. You're going to have to initial this page, initial this right here. If you're going to, uh, you know, if you're going to use your hands, you're going to initial here. Uh, so it's really weird that they flipped on the whole thing, (laughs) but it's all, I mean, not all, but the greater percentage of the guys doing it are far lefties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's weird. It is weird, and they're all because they're sneaky. It's those. Uh, <laughs> those they're like the beta males that those played the uh, the male feminists that said like, you know, that we're all about female rights and women's rights, and you need to do this, and uh-huh. you need. But meanwhile, they were the creeps doing it behind closed doors. Well, it's because they uh, felt the need to. Um overcompensate for who they really are. Yeah, I suppose. I think it's just a sneaky way in. I think it was just their M.O. And uh, that's the well, only way they there can... Are, um, there are many species that uh, what they do is basically they well, wait for the alpha male to leave and then, you know, sneak in and try to propagate. Usually they die in the process, but hey, it uh, works for them. <laughs> oh, my yeah, well. God. That's, I know. I there's a certain yeah. I one, know. Other, one type of penguin does that. Andy is not wrong. Oh, Andy is not wrong at all. That's very common. Got a list on both back sides is here. Turned. Got here got I, Andy, I feel like I, I feel like I'm looking at one across from me right now. Oh man, I'm the penguin. <laughs> well, I gotta be the penguin. I can walk like them too. Do it real good on skates. I know that guy at the bar. Got, That's the guy who's like, uh, I'll drive you home. I'll give you a ride. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. to the girl, don't go home with him. I'll drive you home and make sure you're safe. But I, I, I don't know. I'm in, Mini- I'm in Minneapolis right now. You guys, uh, hey, it worked. How did it you did. guys feel about Al Franken? I mean, did the was the state upset? Did they agree? Well, did they? Yeah, the state was very, very upset. I personally, uh, I had uh, Al Franken on the morning show many, many times, mm-hmm. 
and then all of a sudden he picked up on the on the word that that uh, and we were talking about this before the show started that Minnesota is so far left that they think that I'm Rush Limbaugh, even though I'm a centrist, mm. I'm far enough right of them where I'm extremely far right, which I'm not, of course, but yeah. uh, that's the way they look at me. But uh, Al started getting to be very, very crabby every time I would interview him. And finally, the last time I ever had him on the show, which was probably about eight years ago now, I said, our uh, special guest this morning, uh, Al Franken, he goes, huh, if it isn't the great Tom Bernard... Mm. It's like maybe he was sincere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was really yes, he was very sincere about it. So I just kind of lit him up and said, "Look, here's the problem you got. You're the size of a finger puppet, so I would shut up if I were you, because you're going to get hurt." You know, he's a little tiny. He's another of those little tiny guys that just can't shut up. He's got to act like a tough guy because mouth. God, they do, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they definitely do. It's unbelievable. I wonder if, like, the guys that have been kind of like, and I don't want to name names or name Al Franken because I don't know his situation, but these guys that, these liberal elites or conservatively, when they, you know, my my manager always says to me, careful who you kick on the way up, they'll kick you twice as hard on the way down. (laughs) Yeah. And, (laughs) And in Hollywood, you know, usually what goes up must come down. And I wonder about these guys that kind of, played that that route of like piousness and uh that yep. getting to the top in this you know social justice warrior kind of mentality once they get struck and down because i saw it happen to this kid jamie kilstein who was this male feminist that was on the radio and everything and it's like disgusting to watch him now how he's trying to get back into the center or even because he got kicked out of the right or, I mean, the left for sexually oh. harassing women. And he got kicked out of there, and that was his M.O. to get in. You know, I'm a male feminist. And he was in there forever, and he was condemning men and calling everyone a rape apologist and casting aspersions oh, at everyone. And then now that he's been kicked out, he's – I mean, I'm getting messages from him. And I hear him on, like, Joe Rogan, and he's trying to, like, snivel his way back into the 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 – center and the conservatives and it's like so you were just an opportunist you were just playing the yeah. game this was all yep. fake this was all a facade so who who can i trust now that has real ideology i just feel like it's men being men and trying to get to women and it's part of the nature of our species so i look at guys that are that 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 mentality i'm like i don't trust you i don't trust you because you're not being honest with me yeah. yeah, and you're not being honest. Like you're going against your nature if you're claiming, you know, this is who you are, and you're this, you know. And I look, I believe, I believe I'm kind of really a feminist because, like, I tell people, I go, my sisters and my wife are better than me in everything practically. Like, if I was up for a job against them, I'd be like, hire them. <laughs> yeah. I'm an idiot. Pay them more than you pay me. They're smarter than me. They're better. So I don't believe in this like protectionism mode where I need to go out and protect women and help promote women and create. E- My they 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 help me. <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm yeah. the, I'm the idiot. You know, like it's so much so much more successful and. And uh, my sisters and my wife—I'm a moron compared to them. So, so I feel like I'm a real, real feminist, and that I, I respect them equally, if not think they're better than me. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you, Eddie. I have her right here next to me. We talked about this this morning, but Eddie was talking about 
a Catherine Brandt, my lovely wife, who's right here next to me. Mm. Catherine, what temperature do you like to keep the house? At? <laughs> 600. <laughs> what? What yeah. temperature do you set set the house at if you get your way? Which you always 72. do. 72. No, 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 no. Oh, that sounds like a compromisable number. 72 what? is awesome. Awesome. That sounds like a 68. great number. 68. No. Is no. 68 is so cold. Oh, oh, in the winter, yes. I, Why I like to keep the, the heat w- on 68. <laughs> Why in You're the right. winter? That's when it should be at 70. In Minnesota, in, it's all relative. So if you come in from zero degrees, 68 still feels warm. So. Oh my, Yeah, if I take the dog out for a walk for a couple of miles, I come back in at 68 degrees, you're, you're dying. It's so hot. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, why waste the uh, energy? And, so. I wear, and I also wear winter clothes, unlike oh, no. my darling husband, who wears like a T-shirt and, and shorts. When it's five below outside, and then wonders why the house is. Cold. I think when this you're in why. when you're in the house, though, you should be able to be <laughs> naked and feel comfortable. Yep. It's it's there you 60, go. 68 need, is not. I, I need seventy five. What is? It? Don't come to my house, <laughs> Eddie. My wife's theory is that like she said that the ideal sleep temperature or something is like sixty seven or sixty eight. That's what they say. They I, I don't know sixty five. Really? So oh my god! Yeah. I told you, oh, Eddie. I, I told freeze, you. I freeze to death. Eddie's gonna be wearing a hat and. Gloves to bed if it's 65. such a hot house flower. Yeah, my uh, my ideal sleeping temperature is like 40. Oh, 40. oh yeah. Really? I just yeah, like, I like to leave the snuggie to put away, man. Let's make it 75. One one of my neighbors, who's a is a famous ultra marathoner guy. He runs like 100 miles a day. He's an idiot. Um, he sleeps he sleeps in a tent on his roof because he likes oh. to sleep cold. So he's got a mattress no. in his tent, and he sleeps on the roof of his house. Yeah. It sounds fun. I always ignore people that's like that. Like I, I do drive-by shootings with my paintball gun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, saw a guy, I saw a guy the other day. At oh, Sen- JB's there. Yeah, I'm Just here. Just walked in. JB. Uh, JB. At Sam's Club. This is at the utmost of the bitter cold this week. Shorts. And a T-shirt. Uh, what? No I used coat? to be like that when I was a teenager. No coat. I could wear shorts all year. Was that? Yeah. Were you doing it as like that was your thing? Like you want to be like, look at me, or was it you no, felt I just comfortable? Liked, I, yeah, I, I would. I liked wearing uh, shorts and a T-shirt and sandals all the time because it's you know it's, it's easy and it's comfortable. And if I wasn't cold, then who cares? I think this guy was literally like, look at me. Oh, uh, one of those. Yeah. Five uh, below. I, I did a show in Alaska, and a guy picked me up. It was like 60 below or something, and a guy picked me up in shorts. <laughs> and I think it was like, hey, I'm the guy. Right. You know, like like everyone yeah, everyone knows me around here. And I was like, oh, you're going to have frostbite soon. Yeah, I mean, oh, I don't wear a coat. Have, you, have, like you, seen, have you seen that guy, Wim Hof, the breathing guy? No. no. There's this guy that teaches this breathing technique. I went to one of his seminars, and he, this, this guy's broken like 60 world records. And he basically, his breathing technique is you hyperventilate yourself over like 30 breaths, and then you release all, all your breath, and then you hold your breath. So you're, you have no air in your lungs at all. It's all in your, in your bloodstream, your oxygen. And you can hold your breath for a really long time. So this guy's broken all these world records. He's he swims underneath, like, you know, in the Arctic, uh, the longest swim uh. under ice. He's climbed Mount Everest without, uh, in shorts. He's climbed Mount Everest. He made it almost to the, he made it to like, almost, he would have made it to the summit 
in shorts, but something happened. I think frostbite. Uh, <laughs> but sure. but he, can, he can do all these <laughs> crazy things because he can control his nervous system and his brain's able to control all these uh, parts of his body. He's got this like mind-body control that he's wow. proven. They've injected him with, um, with a toxin. They've injected him with E. coli. And uh, they thought it was just him. And he's like, no, I can teach anybody. So he did two control groups. And he, he had one group uh, not train with them and one group train with them. And then they injected them all with the toxin. And the one group all got sick from the, from the E. coli. And I'm like, how much do you have to pay me <laughs> to get injected yeah, with E. coli? Right? Uh, yeah. But none, of, well, the, none of the people had symptoms that, that went through his training. How, so. does, how does he get rid of the E. coli? He, I mean, he, he, so controls, he just trains his body yeah, so, to not get so, sick? So with this, uh, he does a combination of the breathing and ice baths. And he he claims that he, the breathing gets your pH balance up, oh. so you're in uh, you're alkaline instead of acidic, and the uh, the ice baths shoot up your adrenaline and are able to make more cytokines. I think it is. I don't know. I'm not a scientist or anything. I just took this from <laughs> the coach. play one. Sounds, sounds yeah. very official. You just play one on comedy. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But apparently, it, it helps. <laughs> it, you know, it creates your immune system and makes it much much stronger. Oh, and uh, but all these people are taking his. You know, classes and stuff. But the guy's a freak, and he walks around in the dead of winter with nothing on. Like, That's nothing. Crazy. Yeah. And it's it crazy. doesn't phase him. It's crazy. Well, we don't like those kind of people. Uh, but I <laughs> did make us I, look bad. I did do the cold showers after doing his breathing, and I can stand in yeah. a freezing cold shower, and it does not phase so, me. I mean, I do it the polar bear plunge. Yeah. No, this is like, you don't feel it. After you do the breathing, if you do like uh, like three or four cycles of the breathing, go in the shower, turn it on cold, and you, I felt completely comfortable. Cold shower. Is it because you're just making your body heat up so much? I, I don't you know. Don't feel I, cold, I don't or? understand the science behind it, but uh, okay. but I I did. It. I gradually went from hot to cold, and I was like, this is amazing. I feel like this is amazing. Yeah. It is a wonderful thing. We will be right back. More with Eddie EFT is at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy tonight. And those each right back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. LASIK changed my life. Dr. David Whiting changed my life. He can get rid of those contacts, get rid of those glasses, and truly change your life. He's performed over 100,000 LASIK procedures, so there's no one else around who can compare. Let me tell you, if you're thinking about having your eyes corrected, check out Dr. Whiting and the folks over at Whiting Clinic. They've got the most advanced lasers. They've got the most experience. And they've got the best price guarantee. All the reasons you'd choose Whiting Clinic for your LASIK vision correction. Make this year the year that you get LASIK from Dr. David Whiting. Schedule your free LASIK exam at whitingclinic.com and please tell them I sent you. That's whitingclinic.com to take the first step in having clear lens-free vision at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Roller skating 
music, right? Okay, I. What was the other music being played before I got to do this? You didn't just see me breaking it down right now. Because I played the Stones. Yeah, this see, that just Jackson's proves place. my point. He gets funky when I get it. Hey, yeah. it's Friday. <laughs> I have to ask you a question about that, by the way. So, Eddie, who's sitting to your immediate right? Ron. So, in other words, you guys have split up by race. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, yes, it's, yes. it's the Charlie Brown. Yes, segregated. Yes. It's the Charlie yes. Brown Thanksgiving table all over again. But, all over. But <laughs> Murray's, Murray's all over like again. fake black. Yeah, I know. So, I should be sitting, you know, somewhere in the middle. I've never been accepted by either side, Tom. Yeah. It's okay. I, I've gotten used to it, man. All never. through school, you know, the never. white kids don't want to hang out with you. The black kids don't want to hang out with you. It's okay. I, I got used to it. I'm right it's in the terrible. middle. Smack you, dab in the middle. Well, you should go to New York. There are these people called Puerto Rican. They would just bring you right in. <laughs> Yeah, see, see, my dad's Dominican, so they're like, oh, your dad's Dominican? Okay, you can't beat the Puerto Ricans. There's, there's always a reason to kick oh. him out. That's why he just goes roller skating. Where's your dad from in the Dominican? Uh, my dad is Dominican and African-American, um, but he's from somewhere in the southern southern peninsula. Uh, but he's he's southern peninsula. He's, he's still there. Um, so mom was the one oh, that raised is? me. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so shout out to mom for being dad. And mom is what? Mom is white and native. Okay. When you say white, like where, what kind of white? Uh, Swedish. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> There's all types of stuff going on. The only thing whiter than that's albino. Hey, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's My true. tent came from somewhere. I got the red hair. My tent. <laughs> I got some tent now. I have to ask everyone a question. And, and again, once again, this I guess this even further proves what a centrist I am, but... I was just looking at the Newswire, and uh, a picture of, of Steve Bannon popped up. And I'm not saying he is, but my God, he looks like a raging alcoholic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, like, stuff falling off of his face. Every time I see him, every time I see him there's a new scab on his face. And I'm like, what? It's right. What happened? What did, did that guy just get in a fight with himself? Maybe he's a meth <laughs> user. Maybe he's a meth user. Maybe. I, th- I have he a theory that all those guys... Are all doing some? I mean, like I'd assume that, and this is just an assumption, that Trump would be on like TRT, like testosterone replacement therapy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I think like oh, I yeah. think a lot of them do Adderall. A lot of them, especially during sure. the election. There's no way. I know, like my schedule. I'm in my 40s, and like I had to get up today at seven to do radio, and I got to do a show tonight at uh, at like 10 p.m. In between. I'll go watch Murray roller skate, and I'm going to be exhausted. <laughs> I'm going to be exhausted. Like, how do these guys, they fly to, like, seven different states in a day, and they give speeches at each one. Uh, like, I could do that when I was 20. I'd do, like, seven shows a night in New York City and bounce around oh, and just be God. up all night. There's no way at 70 years old and Hillary Clinton in her 60s are going around and doing that without some kind of stimulant. And nobody yep, talks about that. Nobody talks. And she had pneumonia, and like, I get sick. Two weeks, I'm in bed, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Don't anybody, I'm gonna watch Netflix. Leave me alone." She had pneumonia, and two <laughs> days later, she's like, "Ready to go." Yeah. Thanks for that, that shot pneumonia. of prednisone in my neck. It's crazy. They, they're they're that's what it is, isn't it? I think they have doctors that just drug them to the point of like, "Move, move, keep going, keep going." Like they are all cortisoned, prednisoned. Testosterone, up. testosterone. Uh, they, they are. There's, there's no doubt in my mind. Like they have access. I know me being a comedian. If I go to the doctor, I get treated differently. If I go, I have a show tonight, and I can't. I lost my voice. If I went, I was like, hey, I lost my voice. They'd be like, oh, 
well, you know, just going to have to wait for the virus to go away, <laughs> you know. Right. Funny. And I go in, they're like, hold on, let me inject this right into your neck. And they will shoot <laughs> me up with a steroid. And I'm like, that, that worked. And I don't think... I think that if you're the president or you're running for president, they got some special drugs for you that no one else gets. Uh, yeah. I think you're 100% yeah. right. Uh, you're absolutely right. They <laughs> always have all this energy. Yeah. They got all this energy. I'm ready to go. Here we go. Uh, Trump was sniffing yeah, okay. like a cokehead, and apparently he doesn't yep. use any drugs. <laughs> yep. But there are these people in this country that believe that if it's a pharmaceutical drug, they're not drug addicts. Yep. And he, oh, was, yeah, well, yeah. he was sniffing the whole debate thing. He was going like... Every time he would talk, and I'm like, <laughs> that, I have cokehead friends that you do got a that. little post-nasal drip there, yeah. Trump? Yeah. So I don't, I don't well, know. Well, was, wasn't there just a – there was just a JFK documentary or something, and, and Jackie was talking about all the drugs that they, oh, they were yeah. all doing. Is that a really? disease? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that the doctor had a had an in, uh, syringe for every occasion. <laughs> so well, you're right, Eddie. Well, he had the name and labeled in the safe. He I, had that I, back I, issue too, though. What's that? He had a back issue yeah. also. Oh, from, from, from JFK World did? War Two. Yeah. Well, I yeah, he had Addison's disease too. I uh, had this. This, I went to Germany, and this professor took me around and showed me all the like war sites and everything. And he was saying when Hitler oh, when Hitler died, Hitler was on like eleven different drugs. Like he, oh, yeah, took, he was well known geez. for love of meth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he invented meth. Didn't yes, he? I don't what? know if he invented it, but he loved nowhere. it. Well, that's why he was always so wound up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, Murray, you're right. He didn't know. He didn't know how to shave worth a damn. That mustache was lame. <laughs> Murray no, could show. You're him. right. You're... I could show him. I could teach him how it's done. Murray's got the Kevin. Roller skating Dominican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna create tutorials on that later. The uh, roller skating he, Dominican. He look he's, he's got the beard that looks like it's been stenciled onto his face. <laughs> Well, maybe it's hey, really a tattoo. It all works. It out might in be. The end. It might be. Back street Don't tell anybody. Shh. boys. <laughs> you even heard of tattooed on chin strap? <laughs> oh god! It looks either Backstreet Boys or Amish. I haven't figured out which one what? the beard is. <laughs> Amish? No. Yeah. He's either going to go roller skate or raise a barn. <laughs> oh god! What a world. That's all I know. Is hey, I got to ask you, Eddie. Living in California, uh, I don't know that you personally, but if not you personally, probably some neighbors are not real happy with uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions all of a sudden deciding, no, you know what, we're going to, federal government's going to start cracking down, even if you allow it in your state, we're going to start cracking down on uh, marijuana. Yeah, they want to start it. What an idiot. An idiot and. Like, not realizing the amount of money it's brought into Colorado and Washington. Right. And, right. you know, you want to you wanna slow down that economy? Good job. It, it's almost like the federal government works against the states. Like they're, No question. And, and they don't want the states to do well, especially California, which does already does so well. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. you guys, I, it's like they're against them because California goes against the whole idea of there's high taxes, but yet the economy still thrives. So they're like, well, we've got to mess them up somehow because they're mm, going. They're California. going against California. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, my neighbors. Every every one of my neighbors. When I moved into my neighborhood, one of my neighbors came to my house and said, "Hey, just to let you know, if you need weed." Uh, we have the best weed in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Seating, now you can talk to that guy. We have the best <laughs> out of everyone here. 
It's uh, it's pretty cool. Their Christmas to... tree mats are a little different than ours, I bet. Yeah, the what? Their Christmas Bravo. tree mats are a little different than ours, I bet. They're hempy. <laughs> we have uh, we're allowed we're allowed hempy. to grow six plants in our backyard. That's the law. Yes, you guys right. use those right. for that cooking purposes, right? <laughs> but I love I'm the sure. idea of like six. How big can that plant be? <laughs> like, <it'd> be like <laughs> <laughs> there's no rule on that. Well, you don't want it to be too too big. Yeah, that's true. Uh, my friend said, if you do have one, the kids in the neighborhood will find it. And he's like, and they will steal it. <laughs> well, so, there you go. Yeah. Well, here, here's exactly the – we predicted this yesterday when Idiot Sessions said, no, the federal government – first of all, when the federal government uh, – was formed there were i don't know how many states that does i don't i used to know these things but i don't care anymore <laughs> there are 50 states now the states come first and then the federal government comes after that but that's not how it is anymore and has been for a long time the feds matter the most and the states come in second well that's not how the united states was formed so you got sessions saying well we, we might start cracking down even in states where marijuana is legal uh illegal uh, yes where it's legal Marijuana-related stocks plummeted today. Cannabis uh. boosters worried about the industry's future and defiant growers and sellers vowed to keep operating after Attorney General Jeff Sessions signaled a tougher approach Thursday to federal pot enforcement. The plunging stock prices reversed a weeks-long rally driven by optimism for legal recreation. Now, once again, this is more money in people's pockets, which means they're going to pay more taxes. They're going to pay personal income taxes. Mm-hmm. They're going to pay, as, as Eddie pointed out, uh, gr- there are growing taxes. There are sales taxes. The, I know. I know a lot of dispensary owners, and dispensary owners told yeah. me they pay up to seventy-five percent in tax. Yeah, seventy-five yeah. percent they're paying in taxes, and they're not really making money yet. They're hoping that the taxes get whittled down in the future, yeah. and then they will still be in the game yeah, and make the money. A lot of those businesses are and, nonprofit, and nobody's talking about this. That Jeff Sessions thing. There's a Sheldon Adelson connection there. Sheldon Adelson was one of Trump's biggest donors. He's a casino mm-hmm. owner who in Florida, he like something like 97% of the Florida, uh, the, the electorate, when they voted for recre- recreational marijuana, the whole state wanted to vote for recreational marijuana. Sheldon Adelson, I think, put $5 million of his own money into TV ads to condemn marijuana because his two mm-hmm. sons were heroin addicts. And he said oh, that marijuana was the gateway drug that got them to heroin and so he had he put five million dollars on and recreational or i mean uh medicinal marijuana lost in florida and uh i was so mad when i saw that because i thought there's one there's a billionaire controlling an entire uh, the way an entire state votes and i i tweeted him and i said marijuana is not the gateway to uh heroin bad parenting is and Ooh, I like it. And the the people people <laughs> jumped all Gabriel. over me, and I was like, well, "Are you kidding me? Like this guy thinks that his wife is a drug rehab. Uh, she works at a drug rehab, so they have a very strong opinion of it. And I have a feeling he's one of Trump's biggest donors. So I have a feeling no. that's where uh, the Jeff Sessions thing is probably coming in. Oh God! It, so it, it's just, one billionaire it's so, controlling all our fate. It's it's honest to God, it's so narrow minded and it's and so. Short-sighted. I, I just can't eat all I mean, the money now, that it would bring. Yeah, that's right. It's only 2018. I forgot. But his argument was, I just don't want to see people smoking pot and getting violent. Like, ah. can't you calm down? Never First ever seen all, it. Never ever ever have I seen no, it. Ever. I haven't either. 
I haven't either. And look, I'll tell <laughs> you what. Uh, later, we were just out, out. Right. We did a couple of uh, a couple of shows in Las Vegas in November. So when I was out there, I went to. Uh, it was called the Grove. It's a marijuana dispensary. And I got indica, which actually mellows you out like there's no tomorrow. Sativa is the one that gets everybody jacked up and high. And you know, all you know how I remember them because I I don't like indica. Uh, somebody told me to remember indica into the couch. <laughs> <laughs> into the couch. Well, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's what you feel but like I, you're being pulled in. I took it to sleep and I slept like a rock on 10 milligrams of indica. I slept all through the night. And I'm not a good sleeper. Yeah. So for me, it would have been wonderful. Instead of doing alprazolam or trazodone or, or Valium or something like that, I could do 10 milligrams of indica and sleep like a rock. Uh, but instead, they'd rather have me buying my drugs, which I don't yeah. do. Yeah. I used to. I don't do enough. But the big pharmaceutical companies have a lot to do with sure, this. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And even alcohol, alcohol and tobacco. Oh um, yeah, they've been oh, lo- yeah. they've been lobbying against it a lot, really hard. Um, I was just in North Carolina, and I was like, they said, "Oh, we'll be the last state to ever go legal." And I said, "Why?" They said, "This is the tobacco state. They don't want you smoking weed. You know, you get weed. Why are you going to smoke cigarettes?" Very true. Yeah, I suppose. Well, is it the set? Well, it's not smoking cigarettes. I. I- I used to smoke when I was a kid, but I quit smoking when I was 21, so I don't even know what it feels like anymore. It just gives you a buzz, kind of like uh, big-time caffeine. Well, you've got two, you got two guys, one, one across from me, one beside me. They, they like <laughs> to dabble in both, so maybe they, they can answer for you. <laughs> I, hate, I hate cigarettes. There you go. Uh, Ron, you smoke cigarettes, right? I do smoke cigarettes. And you smoke weed. I do. And so what, what's the difference for you? Uh, one I do because I'm addicted, and one I do because I like to relax. <laughs> so, so you smoke indica, or do you smoke sativa? You get high? He's smiling He's like his answering. mother's listening. Yeah. <laughs> well, she might be. That's fine. She knows. Never mind. No, she knows. Really, I don't really pay attention to the names. <laughs> Oh, you yeah. don't know which Just one? Once again. Oh, no, you know, there's there's so many, all these people out there now like, oh, this is ha- this funny name. This is this funny name. And uh, who cares? Yeah. I'm very yeah. careful, though, about Indica and Sativa. I, uh, I have yep. had some really – I don't like Indica. It gives me a really scary feeling like I have extra gravity. <laughs> Like I feel like, like I'm like I'm not – I'm on another planet. But Sativa, so I like. great. I call Eddie. I call Eddie on the phone. Hey, Tom, what's up, man? How you doing? I got some Indica. He's on Indica. I got some Indica. I'm Indica. We'll be right back with part three, the first hour of Tom Bernard Show. My pillow is the holiday gift that keeps on giving. Long after the bath and body soaps have washed down the drain and the new treadmill has been turned into a clothes rack, your My Pillow gift will be guaranteeing your friends and family a great night's sleep. Buy one MyPillow and get one free online with my code KQRS or call my special offer number at 800-694-2056. Buy one, get one at MyPillow.com, keyword KQRS, or call 800-694-2056. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper, and neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back quickly got him out of pain and taught him how to keep it from coming back. 
And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR Clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. I spoke two joints in the morning. I spoke two joints at night. I smoke two joints in the afternoon. Uh, it makes me feel all right. <laughs> I smoke two joints in right. time of peace and two in time of war. I smoke two joints before I smoke two so joints. We're just doing some Indica yeah, on the show tomorrow. today, having a good time. <laughs> we in the couch. We in the couch. It's a world I know. couch. It's a world I know nothing of. Never done it. Nope. Yeah, I didn't do it for a long, long time. It was. Uh, do you drink Can't it all? Can't do pot and heroin. <laughs> I don't do heroin. Pick. You got to pick. Uh, drink alcohol at all? I'll, I'll don't have, lie. Uh, I'm probably about to say I'll He's have. Thinking of lying. No, I'm not. He's thinking of lying. <laughs> I'll have a martini or two every once in a while. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Or beer. But as I get older, I don't get the fun feeling from alcohol. It Ugh. just makes me like sick and groggy and tired and. Uh, but I, every once in a while, I'll smoke a joint that I'll be like, that was a really fun time. I just giggled and laughed and had a really fun time. You know where I do get that from? And it's not from alcohol and it's not from marijuana. Jesus. Jesus? No. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm the Catholic grandson of a Baptist minister, so no. Um, oh, well, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Smoking cigars. Uh, what are you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like a cigar. Oh, I feel like <laughs> the older golfing. people get, the more they like get cigars, because cigars are like they're an old person thing. And I, I, mean, I guess that must not be that a, you're so old. JB, you're must old. be a I'm physiological. Old. I'd be fifty-six this year. I'm old. I don't but, know. Uh, you old man. Yeah, but I, I mean, a, a really dark mean. cigar. Will have me spinning and really? high and <laughs> giggling and everything else in a in a light, you know, really light tan. It's a nice. Who's rolling your so cigars, nice. sir? No, that's just how they are. <laughs> They're the ones packaged from Mexico. Yeah, that's a blunt. They're from Mexico. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they those special Mexican cigars. Right. For me, cigars right. go from straight from doing nothing to making me feel like if I don't lie down, I'm going to be very, very sick for a long time. Yeah. I just feel, like a, mo- I just feel like a mobster like- when I pull it out and cut it, and I'm like, yeah, cigar time. <laughs> I, uh, I actually like cigars so much that I won't smoke them because I don't want to start be that guy. You like I keep w- them in the yeah, I yeah. understand. Yeah, I think I would like it so much that I would end up wanting to smoke them a lot. You just have them on you. Yeah. Oh, I've just gotten to a point yeah. now I don't buy them. Yeah. People give them to me. That's how I'm with weed. So if, the, if nobody, <laughs> nobody gives me one, then I'm, I'm fine. And house payments. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I wish I was house payments. There you go. I, uh, so now- no, no I, I do these comedy shows in L.A. that they're sponsored now a lot of times by... Uh, Speedweed or Weed Maps or uh, and and guys just show up and just hand me like hey you know here here you go here's your here's your weed or uh, and uh, it's I have tons of it in my house and I don't even smoke it that much I smoke very infrequently but when people come over it's like giving them a glass of wine I'm like have a joint have a joint I have free yeah. joints I've well, got right. bottles of them here I have bottles well, of yeah legal. I keep them in jars it's a good thing. yeah. You know what's really funny? I just looked at someone you guys were talking. Uh, uh, it's 
the royal family is going to get so pissed off about this because Meghan Markle is going to drag all of America's problems over to England now. Did you see what she said? Mm -mm. You know, Meghan's mother is black and Mm -hmm. her father is white. Right. right. I don't know who the hell Meghan Markle is. Meghan Markle is the woman, the actress who's marrying Prince Harry in May. Oh, okay. It's causing quite the stir. Stir in some, some parts. But here's my favorite part of it. So we're already getting into the America we all hate one another thing. Mm-hmm. Apparently she's not even going to invite her father to the wedding, and she damn sure doesn't want him, him walking her down the aisle. Oh. So she's banning, she's banning the honky already. Uh. <laughs> what did he do? Uh. I don't know. Uh, I heard Trump is very, it's very important to Trump that he gets invited to that wedding. That's what I hear. That's what I heard, yes. And so you know they're not going to do it. I don't, because he just wants to be the king of America. Well, this this prince is a second prince. He doesn't even count for anything. Yeah. Really? I mean, sorry. He's not in line to become king. No. Neither are his children. Well, actually, his nephew gets to be king before him even, right? Mm, I think so, yeah. Uh, You want to hear the two quotes? The quote is, uh, Meghan Markle said her mother, Doria, is very active. About her father, she said, Thomas loves a good club sandwich. Uh, just like a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> Typical honky. Honky, honky, honky. Oh, what a club sandwich. Hey, I like my sandwiches hey, with three one. pieces of bread. You do? Oh, yeah. That's the, the, the old Mitch, Mitch Hedberg Whoa. joke. God, Mitch Hedberg. Mm-hmm. I do miss him. Uh, Man, he was, he was, did you know Mitch at all? I met Mitch. I, I worked with him a bunch of times, but I remember the first time I met him playing darts with another Minnesota comedian, John Bush. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. John Bush. I was at the comic strip in New York City, and John Bush said, hey, come over. We're playing darts across the street in this bar. And I went over, and he's like, I'm with my buddy Mitch. And uh, yeah, I did long hair, you know, just a real super nice guy. But I remember he was wearing tree torns, canvas tree torn tennis shoes. Like, they're tennis shoes. And I hadn't seen those shoes in, like, 20 years. And I look down and I go, tree torns? Really? And he goes, they're comfy. (laughs) (laughs) comfy. One of my favorite Mitch Hedberg stories is is I uh, used to have him on. uh, We're going back, what, 20 years now? How long has Mitch been dead now? 10 Uh, years uh, at least, right? Yeah, at least. Longer than that? Yeah. 15 years? Yeah. So this is probably 25 years ago. I used to have Mitch Hedberg on once a year and talk to him. He never came in. He always was on the phone. So I had him on for about five years in a row. And then I finally met Mitch Hedberg in person and realized that person I interviewed five times was not Mitch Hedberg. He had what? somebody else do the interview. He's a genius. <laughs> He's a genius. <laughs> He's a genius. He, I didn't know. I had never met him. So I he had someone do that delivery that he does that, hey, I'm Mitch. Probably. His jokes are easy to remember. He, I saw him do, one time, one of the funniest things ever. I was watching him bomb on stage really bad at the Boston Comedy Club in New York City. And some crowds just wouldn't get him. And he's up on stage, and he's bombing, and he gets the light that he's over. And he goes, well, that will be it for me. I must be going. And the crowd started clapping, you know, because he was done. And he goes, no, stop. Do not clap. Stick to your guns. You did not like me. (laughs) (laughs) Stick to your guns. (laughs) Once did a show lying on its back. Once also did a show standing standing behind a column in the building so you couldn't see him but you could hear him. (laughs) Too high to face everybody. (laughs) 
died very, very young of a, what, a heroin overdose, Yeah, right? it sucked. Su- he's such That's a nice terrible. guy. Yeah. So funny, yeah, too. So yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I watched uh, him. Yeah. When he'd be in New York, I'd see him every night, and he saw his specials and everything. And I didn't realize how much material he had till now you go on the Internet and you just find all these, like, extra videos of him. Or sure. people, you know, have gotten hold of his notebooks and put stuff out. And you're like, oh, my God, this guy had, like, hours and hours and hours of stuff. Just hours. So prolific. Wrote so many jokes. And, uh, and it's like, I just think if I die, people would be like, wow, this guy wrote a page. He's got one page of jokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well. <laughs> no, I try, oh, to, I try to write like that. But, oh, he was, and they're all just good jokes. He was so good. He's a hell of a writer. Do you think somebody like that could, could make it today now? Or would he be too confusing for, for millennials? I think the public is just becoming so dumb they need to be hit over the head with everything. Like if you look it's at our, all, if you look at our movies, yep. you know, it's just an indicator that, oh. that we're just as a society, you know, the the cream doesn't the cream doesn't rise to the top anymore. Crap floats. And uh, no, I think you're absolutely right about that. I think you're a hundred percent right about that. I mean, all we have are sequels and Star Wars mm-hmm. and and Marvel DC fil- like superhero films. It's just just super same story over and over. Just a different guy doing yep. it with a different villain. Yep. And the fact that people like get to the movie theater as fast as possible to see these dumb. Th- I, and there's a couple of them that I've really enjoyed. I liked uh, the Batman with Christian Bale. The what was it? Batman Begins. That was very good, yeah. Yeah, like that I found interesting. But when I saw The Avengers, I was like, this is the dumbest movie I've ever seen. All these superheroes fight for like an hour and a half, and they're all getting their asses kicked, and all of a sudden, the Hulk comes in and Mm -hmm. cleans it all up, and I'm like, why didn't you just get the Hulk from the beginning? (laughs) We could have made this a trailer. We didn't need... I didn't need to sit here and watch the the warm-up. It was like foreplay for the Hulk. And then they bring the whole... Had to get the right guy. It's just... It's, all it's, it's really weird to me that that's how we are as a society. And all, movies can't... They're having trouble making independent films. Yeah, nobody they, wants to invest because nobody wants to see them. Nobody yeah. has an original yeah. thought. Yeah. I think we're out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. See, Catherine and I, that's all we do is go see independent films. I don't, I don't like those sci-fi movies. I thought Deadpool was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life and wasn't funny in the least. <laughs> I just didn't like it at all, right? And I, I was a big fan of T.J. Miller before I found out about the rape stuff, but, yeah. you know, again, there's due process, so di- did he exactly. do it? I have yeah, no yeah, idea. Yeah. I, I, I'd be interested to see the story on T.J. too, uh, because all I know of yeah. T.J. and all my experiences is he's a super, super nice guy. And, in yep. fact, he, he went after Dane Cook one time on stage for being a misogynist and um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know him well enough. I, like I, TJ's a friend of mine. He's a, he's a yep. good guy. He has only been nice to me. He's only been nice to everyone I've ever seen him be around. I've never seen an ugly side of TJ. Uh, the only thing I can say, he likes to party. But um, this story that's going around, um, it's amazing how people pile on. I was watching. Or I, oh, I saw yeah. on Twitter the way people. I knew a girl that used to date him. And when she dated him. Everything was perfect. I never heard her complain. Uh, mm-hmm. She was a she used to uh, dog sit for me, and so I know that she was with TJ. And I, hey, how's TJ? How things go? She never once, but I mean, there could have been things behind closed doors. Once, once this came about about TJ, she jumped on and had all these like terrible things to say oh, about him. No. And I, I think, I listened to Lance Armstrong on his podcast talk about the pile on in America. 
that we have this tendency, and it might be out of opportunism. It's funny. When somebody dies, everybody has to go on Twitter and tell their story mm -hmm. about their interaction, how they met, and how they – I mean, like, look at me just telling a Mitch Hedberg story. I feel like when somebody's right. accused of sexual harassment, everybody has to find a way to, to put themselves in the narrative. You know, like, I'm involved in this some way, shape, or form. And so if it's just like, yeah, I dated him, he was a normal guy, no one wants to hear your story. So uh, – there was this one time, yeah, right. you know, so the pylons yeah. pretty, pretty scary Yeah, that, uh, you know, you're not you're not facing, you know, a jury. You're facing a, a, a country. You're yeah. facing a, a, more than a country, a, a world now. Yeah. And uh, the, the court of public opinion is a lot scarier than than just a jury. <laughs> and people love to bury other human beings. And it's disgusting. And you already talked about this, but it. it if they, if people can harm someone else, else without endangering their own safety, they'll do it in a second. It's weird. It's creepy to me. They have it in Australia. They call it tall poppy syndrome. So I lived in Australia mm -hmm. a lot, and they have this saying, tall poppy. Whenever somebody gets more successful than anybody else, they say like the tall poppy flower, uh, the flower that grows mm -hmm. higher than the others. You want to cut it down to keep them all level. And so when somebody starts getting so. But it works in Australian society that it's just saying, stay humble, stay, uh, don't be arrogant. Like like the whole bling bling attitude in America with, right, with right. look at my cars, I'm on cribs, I got gold teeth, I've got rims like this or I chains or what, look at all my cars. Look at my – that would never go in Australia. Like, uh, you know, like Eric Banya, that, he like rides his bike to the market every day. Like there's no right. – he's not coming around in right. a Range Rover. They don't want you – to be that guy and there's something nice about that but there's also a negative to it where anyone that tries to achieve anything or be successful they're like nah you've you've had too much success time to time <laughs> yeah. to, we're gonna find some time skeleton here. yeah they level it out and i feel like i saw that a lot with this sexual harassment thing where i saw a lot of people yep that had yep. another gripe with say louis ck not the sexual harassment not the, the sexual misconduct their gripe was about Louis didn't pay them what they thought they deserved to be paid for some gig sure. they did 12 years ago. And now they're going to jump on him for that. And I just saw way too – people were coming to me about friends of mine or old friends of mine saying, hey, you know he did this. You know, you should come out again. And I was like, what? Like – you're you're out of your mind. Like, where is the why? What is the Salem witch hunt that's going on? Everybody right. wants to just attack everybody and pull them down. And it was like, I think it's a, a, an overreaction. I, this is going to sound weird. I think it's an overreaction to Trump. I think a lot of people mm -hmm. feel hopeless and helpless because they had no power yeah. with Trump, and so this is their way of trying to grasp some power back. And I'm not saying the women that weren't. I, I have to say this because people will come at me so hard, but. I don't I'm not saying there weren't women sexually harassed or raped or whatever. I'm that does exist. I'm talking about the people that jumped on board for other things. Right. And, no, you're absolutely right. You know, to let the let the punishment fit the crime, not make stuff up and whatever you, you know, what other problems gripes you have with the individual. Yeah. I mean, just cuz someone else brings something up, why do you have to jump this, on board for uh, no, that's true. This hour went far too quickly, man. Eddie, thank yeah, you so great. much for Yeah, it's great. I love talking in. to you, Tom. It's so Murray, much fun. Run. Well, we're going to give you a call once in a while. When you're not in town, I have you on because I love your take on things. Yeah, I love talking I to really you. I really do. It's one of my favorite shows. Tonight, thank you very much. It was very kind of you. Tonight, two shows. Tomorrow night, two shows. Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.